right now at Honda, find your kind of value with a low finance rate offer on selected Civic hatch and sedan models. There's never been a better time to get into a Civic. So talk to your local dealer and let's help you into a Honda today. T's and C's apply. Ends August 31st. See website for details. You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to those of you tuning in from around the Diamantina Shire, and thank you for joining us today on the Batuta Advocate Radio Show here on Desert Rock FM, coming live out of the Koala Studios in downtown Batuta. This is episode 18 of the podcast. If you're listening outside of town, I'm Errol Parker, the editor-at-large of the Batuta Advocate. And I'm Clancy Overall. Good to have you here with us. This week, we're having a chat to the most successful Australian musician that some of you may have never heard of. He's a man who's rubbed the mainstream music media the wrong way, and no one knows why. I think it's got a lot to do with uh, a great Australian national pastime of uh, tall poppy slicing. Uh, I think he's a little bit too successful for the likes of those in the big music industry. What do you think, Clancy? Yes, it sounds like that could be the case. You know, uh, despite spending most of his career at the very top of the album charts, he's never been played once on any mainstream radio stations including Triple J. Yeah, this isn't a News Corp-style beat-up, Clancy. He's got nearly 200 million views on YouTube, and as you said, Clancy, he consistently goes to number one on the ARIA and iTunes charts with pretty much everything he drops, which at this rate looks to be one a year for about 10 years. Uh, that's, that's one album a year. If you ask me, I reckon him not being played on these stations has a lot to do with these people who run these stations, these type of inner-city elites. I think he might rub them the wrong way. I don't think that these people have particularly been down to Campbelltown. They're not really in touch with people of of this man's ilk. Yes, you know, life on the uh, suburban outskirts, it obviously exists. There is a life out there. This man seems to have a few fans because he seems to sell a few tickets on his national tours every year. Yes, if you are a fan of the new wave of urban Australian music, then you would know we are talking about a recording musician known as Cursor. MC Cursor. MC Cursor, the man too rough and brash for the likes of Richard Kingsmill or Molly Meldrum or whoever is hosting the pop charts. Channel V never got near him. Those media elites. And we've had enough to do with them in our time to know that they don't like anyone who challenges their concept of reality. You know, and that's why we run this show. That's why we do what we do because, you know, we, we, we like to cast a wider net and talk to people from uh, all walks of life. And uh, it seems today we might be doing Triple J's job for him. The things he raps about are, uh, are a little bit unsavory uh, to these people uh, who control the music industry in this country. Um, he certainly doesn't fit into the traditional mold of the Australian hip hopper that raps about barbecues and, and mateship and beers and potato scallops. Yes, he certainly does rock the boat a bit, doesn't he, Errol? Yeah, well, our producer, Murray, is just 
ushered MC Cursor here into into the studio. Hello, Curse. Possibly for his first radio interview since he started his career. Just a quick heads up to anyone out there who isn't partial to a little bit of coarse language. I can give you some forewarning now that you might encounter a little bit of explicit language in this conversation coming up. Yes, here he is, JB Hi-Fi's most shoplifted recording artist. He's visiting Batuta while on a road trip after his most recent tour, and he's been kind enough to talk to us. Cursor, thank you for joining us today. Hey, how are you guys? <laughs> thanks for having me. Thanks, hey, thanks for, for coming all the way, Addy. No, it's, it's a, a pleasure. It's a long drive. I'm a fan of the website and I'm a fan of the podcast, so it's good to be here. Thanks, mate. Thanks yeah. for joining us. And it seems that one thing that we both haven't really got that much time for is the mainstream, you know, we... Yep. Uh, we tend to do things a bit differently in terms of journalism um, yep. out here in the Simpson Desert, as I imagine you do in all of your pursuits um, in yep. music. So, um, first of all, we just like to talk about how it seems that every time we here at the Advocate uh, tend to poke some fun at Triple J, um, <laughs> we report on what happens there um, very honestly. And um, yep. it seems the more that we talk about them, the more they want to get on to us and get us on the fucking radio but um i'd imagine it's been a bit different so yeah mine's the complete opposite to that man (laughs) i think um triple j and all media have just been told just ignore him just just stop there was a incident 2015 when i released next step yeah they contacted um a current affair or someone like that contacted one of them we had warner officers like the officers (laughs) there and said um because uh, I had in-stores coming up, in-store signings, and they said yeah. someone might rock up with a camera. I don't know why they gave the heads up and that. I was kind of spewing they didn't show up. <laughs> I was just going to wave my CD, like, buy this. <laughs> Good promo. Yeah, free promo. So so you've you've done it all pretty much, uh, similar to the, the, the advocate, um, independently. You, you, you haven't yeah. partnered up with, with anyone? No, nah, so I've done everything independently since I started, really. I released a mixtape 2008. Another one in 2010, and from 2011 onwards, it's been an album a year. So the first, they've all been independent, but I've had, uh, the last three have had distribution from Warner, yep. which yeah. is them just pretty much get my stuff in stores. Nothing changed from me. Um, yeah, I've still got, yeah, free, like, free to say whatever. The content hasn't changed, as you've probably noticed. Yeah, and, good, good. And yeah, just got a bit of a push behind me now, so it's even more dangerous. Yeah, I do remember, I mentioned at the start there, you, you posted on Instagram that they'd put your CDs in the naughty corner at JBI. Yeah, <laughs> man, I get sent so many photos of like... Um, People like the different signs in different JB Hi-Fi's. It's like, if you want Curse CD, go to the counter. Um, other ones, Curse of fans known for stealing, just go to counter. Or, Do you know there's a camera here? Like, I get all, type of, all types of signs on there, but it's um, good. Most shoplifted CD, so. Yeah, that's great. I wish there was an Aria or something for it. <laughs> but even then, they'd still ignore me, so... <laughs> You can't um you can't you can't shoplift tickets though. No, can you? no you can't. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> so why do you reckon all these all these sort of musical hobnobs? How come do you think they ignore you? Like, do man. you think it's because you know they're scared of you? Um, I don't know if they're scared, man. I think it's like I'm the first to do like the style I'm doing and be so outspoken about it, man. So it was so yeah. like Aussie hip hop before me, and I'm not disrespecting any of it. They paved the way, obviously, but. There's a lot of um, barbecue raps going to the RSL type yeah. stuff. Then they hear a Campbelltown kid coming in saying, 
fucking this on yeah. the seekers cunt. Yeah, yeah. Sorry yeah. for the swearing and um. Nah, nah, mate. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> you're on the Batuta Advocate and, podcast. Yeah, and it's you like, can say whatever you fucking yeah. like on this one. And yeah. I think they would have thought, fuck, you know, it'll, it'll fizzle out and it just yeah. kept getting fucking bigger and bigger. They kept ignoring it. But as time goes, they're looking, you know, dumber and dumber because they keep ignoring it and I'm just growing. So yeah. You got like, necklaces on now. You're wearing yeah, gold. You're driving. You, you know, you're driving. On, you know, good. That's good. Right. That's what, and, and do you think that's what your fans respond to as well? They love seeing you go, get bigger. Yeah, because that's another thing. They've watched me grow up on camera, man. Like yeah. they've seen me since I was 23 or something, and just watched the whole, you know, the whole rise of it. So they've seen me come from having nothing, like you know, really struggling to even put together a film clip to just taking over the hip-hop scene so i think they feel a part of it which they should yeah yeah you mentioned that genre there yep uh what what would you call the genre you're in as opposed to rsl hip-hop yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, hanging out it. with my mates having a potato skull <laughs> yeah <laughs> things like that you know the pokey didn't pack play um i yeah I, it's really my own style man so i'd yeah. really call yeah. it i kind of separate myself from the scene i know there's like street rappers and gutter rap but like i do like I mix a whole lot of different styles, man. So I just, yeah, yeah it's like Curse's style, man. Yeah. yeah. So who, in terms of your genre, who do you think would be your biggest influences? Like who are... Um, I was heavily influenced by overseas rappers, man. Yeah. So like I, since a kid, I know it sounds cliche, but I come up on Tupac, yeah. um, Biggie, yeah. Nas. Yeah. And nowadays it's like Meek Mill, Fabulous, Lloyd Banks, you know, since I was a teenager, Fabulous, Lloyd Banks, G-Unit. So a lot of that, man. And yeah. then, well, that's the best, you know. You don't yeah, have it's to, like yeah, classic yeah. hip-hop for yeah. anyone that's a fan of hip-hop. So, yeah, that's what I come up on. There wasn't really anyone doing my style here before I was, so I didn't really have an influence to, like, you know, yeah. like... So, yeah, I kind of made that road myself and, yeah. And when do you, do you recall a moment when you said, this is now... You know, this is what I'm going to be doing for the next 20 years. Yeah, when my second album payment come in. Yeah. And the... Because the first one went really well, but then the second one kind of solidified where I'm at. Yeah. And it was a good payment. And then the tour after that sold out. And I yeah. 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 Uh, it was kind of crazy. We're not going... We're not getting a job anywhere else. We're not yeah, going back yeah, to Campbelltown. Yeah. Not putting shit in a skip in with... This is all on. Not yeah. going to no factories and packing boxes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So tell us a little bit about growing up out there. I mean, you're actually from, you know, an area that a lot of people, particularly those heads we just mentioned in the music industry mm. that are probably uh, trying not to look at you, um, haven't been. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's not like the Sydney that a lot of, you know, people around Australia would see when they come to Sydney. They see a more sterile kind of circular key. You're from southwest Sydney. You're not yeah. even from the western suburbs. It's the southwest. Southwest. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Suburb called Campbelltown. Um Pretty much lived in every suburb in it, man, from St Andrews, Ingleburn, Macquarie Fields, Roos, like, yeah. yeah, like, all around it. Um, grew up out there, and as you said, it's, like, southwest Sydney. It's, like, 45 minutes yeah. southwest of yeah. Sydney, and, um, yeah, a lot of them wouldn't have even been out there, know what it's like to grow yeah. up out there. But my upbringing, I was pretty much just a, your average Campbelltown kid, you know, went through what a lot of kids went through there, and... Turn me into who I am today. Yeah, big part of my success, the hometown. I reckon, man. Yeah, yeah. You still living down there, or are you? No, nah, I've moved. I've moved down south. Moved by the beach, different living, yeah. more laid back. Still yeah. south. Yeah, still south. <laughs> Got the south in it. But I'm always up at Sydney, like twice a week, and I record at West Sydney, so I'm always up here. I just yeah, better way of life down there. My, I've got a daughter now. She's 16 months old. So yeah 
give her a bit of a different upbringing to what I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah, man. And you're touring. You, 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 you're selling out. Yeah, man. Just did a, like, pretty much sold out every show on tour. Doing big venues too, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. it's pretty impressed by it. Um, the fans still showing out. Just before my tour, I had a vocal, uh, paralyzed vocal cord. Yeah. So, yeah, I had to postpone it for a few weeks and um, went down Melbourne. I got this, not surgery, but, yeah, I got a few needles in, you know, my throat and it puffed up the... It puffed up the paralyzed vocal cord, yeah, and then that slowly dissolves, and it should stay the like how it is now. And touch what it does. So, yeah, yeah. So far, so good. I went and recorded, and yeah, everything was sounding good. So, so you're going, you're going pretty hard. Is that? Is that yeah, what, how, how I, I haven't really, to tell you the truth, stopped for like ten years, man. Yeah. Since two thousand and ten, I haven't, I haven't had a break. I just had a month off. And my missus was like, oh, you actually took a month off. Like, she was shocked I took four <laughs> the, weeks off. On like, the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Betting on the footy and, yeah. It's going all right. Yeah. So tell us about um, the scene that you're essentially created. I mean, well, your style you've created. There's a scene that I'm sure there's a lot of you getting around in. Yeah. But yeah. You, it, you guys have created it. Uh is, is, does that ever get political and dramatic out there, or um, yeah. not so much political, bro? I like to I like to poke fun at the political shit because yeah. everyone you know takes it so serious. And when it's shoved in your face and that, like people are so outraged if you say something yeah. crazy about it. So I like to play on that a bit. There are political rappers, but not so much doing the style I'm doing, man. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty much taking the piss out of. Every, everything on the political side yeah. and how serious. No, it, it, but amongst amongst each other, it gets political. There's politics. And oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. There is. There's politics. You know, how there is it. Drama. Any job. Yeah, yeah. There's dramas in any any job. Yeah. I try. I'm at the age now. I know where to. You know, stay away from it and not get involved when I shouldn't. Yeah. Because it's not really. If it's not about money, it's not really. Yeah. relevant to me like I don't want to get involved like, That's <laughs> I can't make money out of it I'm yeah. not going to stand there and argue back and forth with some rappers but yeah it does get political man and uh, those, sorry I miss, I miss yeah it. no that's all good no but we noticed that too you, you, you know you, you're able to provide um, your kids and, and your fans with music that isn't politically charged because you get that everywhere yeah. you know yeah yeah it's in like everything these days yeah, yeah you're right um, and but you did come up through battle raps or you yeah did, so tell us a little bit about that subculture because, you know, we don't have many battle rappers out here in the Diamantina Shire of Western Queensland. <laughs> yeah, this is um, this is more of a country music. Uh, yeah, they're more... Yeah, this yeah. is more a little uh, achy, breaky heart out here, mate. So yeah, there's no so. rap battles at your local pub? No, no. Uh, there's, there's, there's the occasional country music battle where, <laughs> you know, they just... Uh, uh, the... Uh, Dueling banjos and, um, <laughs> right. and uh, things like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, rap battles, man. That's that's like a crazy part. That's that was there at the start. That really helped me blow up and get a fan base too. It's pretty much no rules in that, man. Mm. Before I got involved in it, it was more freestyling on the microphone. Mm-hmm. They were freestyling. When I got into it, man, you you got like three weeks to prepare for your opponent right. so you'd right I, I just used to look at photos and just try you know <laughs> clown them the most i could but people used to go full research and like yeah. find dirt on people so yeah it was very exciting man and i found it very fun i kind of miss battling to tell you the truth man i really enjoyed so it. where would you go and do them like just at a so I would, at a venue or in a car park under uh, um start in a car park and then yeah. they eventually got venues and um yeah i'll do them in travel to melbourne on my own adelaide on my own <laughs> sometimes take the crew but you know 
when you go to that's gr- when it gets political. Yeah, when, <laughs> yeah. when you go to group of mates from Campbelltown who don't know much about battle rap, and you're standing across from someone calling you a fuckwit, yeah. they're gonna. And what's he talking about? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, they're meant to do it. What do you mean? He's, he's talking about your misses. So, so I just yeah. started going on my own, like to save the drama. I can stay home. Um, and those things do blow up. Like we hear stories about yeah. all those. Like, God beef was it? They used to punch on Got, in the car park. Yeah, and- yeah, there were a few there. Um, same as uh, Grind Time Australia. They were another one. Mm. Yeah, they always. I always had thick skin, and I knew what to expect. Mm. And I was always saying worse shit than my opponent. Sounds <laughs> alright. <laughs> so tell us about the tour. Do you, do you have any? I mean, it, it, like you said with your music, you've got. Um, you know, you've got. Uh, outlets saying come to the counter to buy the CDs yep. you've, you've got a young crew of kids who will probably you know just like you were when you were a kid and excitable you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe maybe a bit mischievous <laughs> yep. um, do yeah you, does that does that come through with the events the, the venues um, and the, any gigs yeah it does man but once I hit the stage they're pretty much like um, I've got to yeah, don't want to talk myself up too much but I've got a pretty heavy stage presence when yeah. I'm on stage it's like yeah, yeah. I'm in full control and if there are any fights in the crowd or any bad shit going on we usually like point it out stop yeah. you're at a cursor show everyone's here to have fun yeah pretty much yeah mm. it's fine man yeah so do you travel with an entourage I suppose yeah I yeah. do man yeah. yeah everyone wants to come to the shows on CC yeah the footage and that so yeah I go with got my big mate Joe he comes as a bodyguard then uh, my older brother Rates comes, he does backups, and JD, yeah. JUF, another rapper, does backups, and we take a DJ and hit the road, and then certain states, certain mates will come, and yeah. So roll with about probably seven, eight people to each state, yeah. which isn't that big compared to like bands and that. Yeah, I suppose yeah. for yeah. a solo hip-hop, hip-hop artist, it's a few people, but yeah. the rider goes pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so in Joe, your, your security, is he yeah. the one with the the double braid that's him bro that's him <laughs> yeah he, he looks <laughs> he, like he could look after you yeah, yeah. <laughs> he makes sure no one gets on stage and we've had people like follow us back to the hotel rooms and like you know weird stalker shit so he like kind of scares all that off man yeah, yeah. he just has to hold his hand out like no <laughs> <laughs> don't come near us <laughs> and it's all good <laughs> so um you 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 were saying you've been um actually in the, in this new album you're talking about you're now at the point where you're driving you know the type of car that you'd expect someone who, yeah. who who sells out shows around the country to drive, and you're now putting, you know, ten stack bets yeah. on the footy on your phone while you're lying on the couch and yeah. that month off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you found that has? Um, I just want to thank Penrith Panthers for losing me that money too. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Penny Panthers uh, they let me down there. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of trips there on uh on heathcote road yes yeah i'd imagine coming in from the coast into in a <laughs> that's the one town, man yeah. that's the one so you do you find that that's um that's kind of geeing up or you're coming from a different place now you, you still kind of stay in touch with where you were where you coming yeah i do both so i still try to keep the campbelltown style so that, you know my fans from earlier days still relate yeah. but i've got so much more content to rap about now yeah. like you know like not just the materialistic things, but yeah. just like sold out shows, yeah, yeah. Uh, interactions with fans, yeah, family, all that, yeah, family, yeah, yeah, everything like that, man. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Have you had um, have you had any sort of odd fans? Like, ha- like, have you had like a stan? Yes, I got yeah. I got a stalker at the moment, man. Yeah, yeah. So she's got my um my manager's 
PO box address. Right. She sends about no no exaggeration here yeah. about eighteen letters a week. Right. I'm like, yeah, my manager's been trying to like cut it off, work out how they cannot send them anymore, but it's just like handwritten. Yeah, and like glued together stuff, man. So you open it and there's yeah. like glitter with like Scott written there, not even <laughs> cursor, Scott. And then like at the bottom, um, like how is my baby going? That baby's really mine. So, you know, Fuck, man. Yeah, it's like a bit yeah. cuckoo. So, yeah, I don't know how to take that one. It's, 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 hey. it's kind of funny that your manager's having to cop it. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Shout out to Fern too. I feel sorry for her for that one. She, she does a great job, but yeah, I'm not giving my address up for that. <laughs> yeah, we did read um, um, one of those newspapers down there in Sydney that you moved um, out of the area just because you just kept getting door knocks. Yeah, man. So yeah. from about 2012 was when stuff was really starting to take off. Yeah. I moved from um, Rooster Mount Pritchard, which is, which is Liverpool, just next to Campbelltown, yeah. same thing. My address got out like on the internet, like about 15 people every few days, every day maybe, man, knocking on the door. It got to like 10.30 at night, people knocking, and it's always, can I just get a photo? Hey, can I just get a photo? Can't believe you live here. But like that starts happening in like five days in a row, but you know, the 10 o'clock knock on the door. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not getting yeah. this one. Fuck yeah. off. Curse is a rude bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but man, that got crazy. Like, sudden, you know, when I moved down south, it's just been quite the opposite, man, like. It's just old, old people and surfers <laughs> and stuff, bro. It's heaps, like, heaps more chilled, man. Heaps better. Now, you, are, you have, can you tell us a little about the hurdles you've had? I mean, there's been, it's like, it hasn't slowed, the rise. Yep. It hasn't, it, and it, it, you know, we just want to say, has it dipped behind the scenes? Has there ever been moments where you're just like, fuck, you know, this is this can be too much? Or that, that sounds like one there when people find out your address and stuff. Like, yeah, stuff like that. But I'm always like, I've always made sure i'm working on a project i'm yeah. working on something so it always keeps me distracted back to work mm-hmm. i've got a massive work ethic like an album a year and a tour a year to back it up yeah. and then i'm always distracted doing a project man i've done like two dvds so like something's always kind yeah. of distracting me yeah. from that side of things i suppose yeah right. if i was just sitting at home and overthinking it probably yeah. man but yeah. always doing something yeah and tell us a little bit about the numbers because that's that's what we can talk all we want about the lack of radio play and the lack of even media in general. Yep. The numbers you can't deny. Nah, so I'm the highest yeah. viewed hip-hop artist on YouTube. I've got On my channel, I've got 97 million views. Yeah. And then I started out with Hustle Hard who will put my clips on their channel. So there's like another 30 or something there. And then my battles is probably... You know, another 30 and then on other channels where probably like 200 million views on YouTube yeah. without yeah. radio. Like, I think maybe the no radio players kind of benefited me. Like, yeah. my fans have all gone, oh, we find him on YouTube. Yeah. And that's, yeah, could be working as a, yeah. as a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you go like on, to, on to, in terms of the charts, yep. you dominate there too. Yeah, like, again, number one so on Aria's, iTunes, pretty much any chart. Number one. Yeah. Number Every one, man. Yeah. yeah. See, that's, that's, that's what... That's what Richard Kingsmill's not looking at. No, that's, yeah. that's what spins me out. Yeah. Like, you, you can ignore me, but just, like, acknowledge it. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a number one artist sitting there. Yeah, And he's yeah. doing it, like, seven years in a row. Like, yeah, like... He's the best. <laughs> he's the sickest. Yeah, yeah he is the sickest. Um, he's the sickest cunt on the charts at the moment. Yeah. Ask. That's the new Scott. The sickest <laughs> cunt on the charts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got an album coming out. He might even be back in the studio a bit later this hour. We might have another album in about... 
with two months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you put the pressure on me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, so tell us a little bit about the song you did with Future last year. Because that, you know, like another first for an Australian artist to get uh, a song with, you know, uh, an American rapper of that of that calibre and that current. Yeah. How, yeah. how does that shit go probably, down? Probably the biggest in America at the time, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was. it was crazy. So a producer from Canberra had a um, Young Buck verse and um, he's like, oh, Young Buck's, like, I've got this verse here, Young Buck's keen for you to jump on it. And at the time, I was, I'm always working. I think it was a DVD and an album. And I'm like, oh, just give me time. We'll get, we'll get around to that. By the time uh, I was ready to do it, he come back and he's, he had a future verse as well. I'm like, man, that's crazy. And then, yeah, he got it sent through and got hooked up, hooked up that way, man. So I was, yeah, very lucky. Good opportunity. And yeah, got, who can say they got a song with future and Young yeah. Buck of G yeah. Unit? So. Well, for sure. I mean, you're at the level now where you could almost. Do an Australia tour with an American artist opening for you? Aren't yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> Depending on who the artist is, yeah, yeah man, yeah. that's yeah, that could happen. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. It's like I started doing like shows in. Just took a busload of me mates to the pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could have done it in the backyard when I started. <laughs> but yeah, like to see it go from that, and they spin out too. Like they were coming to my gigs with at the pub. It's like just them there, maybe yeah. two yeah. On- onlookers that are there because they're pokies didn't pay your money <laughs> so they're just standing there and, um to see it go from that to selling out you know the metro or whatever yeah it's, shit. it's pretty crazy man yeah um so do you think you'll ever get on like um like like say in about a month's time we've got a splendor in the grass um mm. uh out there in the communist republic of byron bay um would you ever consider if 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 they did invite you out you, you know it's like you know there you go curse you've got the main stage go ham yeah yeah i'll do a set there man yeah like it's just you know you get pay, paid pretty good for festivals yeah. so and yeah it's like it's a good opportunity so yeah i wouldn't knock it back i think i'd be stupid to knock it back yeah yeah but um yeah but that plays into the radio play too, you reckon? Yeah, I, I think they're ignoring me for a reason too, man. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like the whole industry, like just just ignore that kid, man. He's gonna go away. Yeah. I'm not going though. They're, they're gonna. Like, I'm not going. Yeah, yeah. We saw that one the other day of you. Someone threw a, a triple J banner on stage. Yeah, no, nah, man. It was behind the sound guys, oh, right. and the sound guy was spewing too, man. It's, <laughs> it's behind his head, and I noticed it just before we went on stage, and then. My mate's like, oh, I'll go take it down. They go, nah, I'll take it down after the first song. So, like, did first song and then, oh, there's a Triple J banner. Bring that here. Just ripped it up. The crowd went crazy, man. They know the backstory to it. There's no explaining. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's been ignored. Like, yeah. So, not one song ever on radio? Yeah, I've gone in once. All I went right. in once in 2011, I think, with um, my old producer. Did, like, a cypher there. And then... It's crickets. Yeah, 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 right. I started getting a buzz. And I thought like, when I started topping charts and that, I'm like, sweet, they'll start spinning the singles. They do that for everyone. Yeah. Just never happened, bro. Well, it's good that you live in the time. Yeah. It's it's worked for me, man. It's like this, YouTube's been like a massive part of my success, man. Like huge, you know what I mean? From the battles to people finding my product. It's just, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, that's what there's, there's been like like a recent, uh, 
trend you know in like in like the past couple of years you know where you've got all these sort of rappers from especially in america you've got that bloke who got uh who got murdered the other oh, day x x x tentation i'm scared yeah, to and, say um, the name in case i say it wrong but yeah x yeah, yeah x uh triple to, x. yeah like uh to little peep um, yeah. Um, yeah yeah um, you were doing the tats on the face before them though mate. yeah i had that going first and all of them are on um exploding on the internet but you know like they're not getting invited to hang out with elton john you know yeah. as i suppose yeah yeah that's true too man they still get um spun on the radios and that yeah day, though. you know what i mean there's i think in america they've got like djs so you give your albums to the djs yeah. and, and they, they make it as cool. opposed to yeah. the radio station as he yeah. you've got to impress some guy in a business suit so, yeah he's cursing it's like what the fuck is he talking so <laughs> Where's tell me why you're the sickest cunt yeah <laughs> we need more so, we need to know why you he's need to explaining. sell me on this cunt business <laughs> yeah. so you um uh, you, you you do come with a brash almost american kind of confidence that you don't see, you know, a lot of a lot of Australian, particularly Australian musicians, are kind of, you know, a little bit more kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep my head down. Yeah. And you, you know, one of the first things any of us saw from you was you in a car park saying that you're the sickest cunt. Yeah. And I'm- and you've kept it up, <laughs> and, and people believe it because I guess it's true. Yeah, I've always been confident, man, and I think sometimes people mistake that for arrogance yeah. until yeah. they meet me and they yeah. realise, no, it's not that. But you got to be confident, and I I believe, yeah, I'm yeah, one of the best at what I do in this country, so. I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm gonna walk it like I talk it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And now, aside from these uh, industry heads, keep bringing them up. These, (laughs) you know, with the blinkers on, these cowards up there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, aside from the beef you've got with them, is there any other beef existing? In the, yeah. um, because that, you know hip hop is kind of where we see the earnest kind of yeah, rivalries like, come uh, into something a bit more than that. It's like the East Coast against Adelaide. You know, <laughs> I guess you know. Yeah. Um, I, I did when I was coming up, man, because there was a lot of back and forth with other rappers and coming out of battling as well. I guess. Yeah, battling too, and then do a song with a rapper. He's not down with this rapper. Suddenly, you've inherited his beef he yeah. had with him. But now I'm at a level I can just ignore it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can, but yeah, coming up there was there were beefs and that. But I've learned it's better not to entertain it. I really have, man. It, mm. it doesn't get you anything unless it's a rap battle. Mm. You're getting paid for, or they're running on pay per view like they're doing in America now. Yeah, I don't. No point entertaining the beef, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Just, just sticking to the music and yeah, touring, and then by the time the tour is finished, back into another album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Start. Well, I I have kind of noticed that that ever since uh, since 2011, you've released an album on the year, and they've all come out in either October or November. Yeah. So I guess the pressure is on for your next album to come out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This November. Yeah, so. I, I, might, I might be pushing this year's back until early next year, just because yeah. my um vocal cord what yeah. happened yeah that pushed tour back yeah. which means i finished tour and i really needed a break because i was like at the 10 year mark now i was like at least a month took that off now i really don't want to rush a rush an album yeah. just to get it out by november just yeah. because of, so yeah if i push it to february it's still still going to be 10 in 10 years i'll yeah. just have to catch up next time yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. find being independent and not having to deal with suits and and execs that you can actually work yeah it's actually- so much better man yeah. yeah like no one telling you oh do this do that it's just like i set a plan out 
boom when it's ready take it here yeah and it's good yeah so so much better than like the pressure on or like the content make a song like this for the radio yeah oh we're gonna try go down this alley where we'll get you a singer for the chorus and you rap about this and then you talk about how much you loved her and she left you so then we bring her back into the chorus and then the radio will love it i don't have none of that <laughs> I, just, I just get up and go, i'm the sickest cunt i'm here to rap and they yeah, love yeah, it yeah, so yeah yeah. yeah, no, it's, it is it is interesting to see. Uh, I mean, how old are you now? 27? I'm um, 27. I'll 20- stay 27 for like 10 years now. Yeah. <laughs> it's but that's been it. like that for a few 27 years. 27-year-olds, whether, you, whether you're out there working anywhere, are working pretty hard. It's yeah. kind of hard to imagine rock bands coming up with albums every six years. Mm. And you got to wonder, does maybe all yeah. these layers of management get in the way of these guys actually doing what they do? And yep. it sounds like it probably is. You, you're completely left alone with your producers and shit, and you get, yep. get an album, one yeah. album a year for a decade. I think you're pretty accurate there, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I think that's a, the case with a lot of rappers too. I've mm. heard, like, they have a finished product. Probably do it as quick as I do, but the labels just keep it on the shelf mm-hmm. or, like, whenever's yeah. better for them to release. Like, I don't have that, man. Warner, shout out to Warner. They're really, like, as soon as I'm ready to go, they, yeah. they've got enough trust in me to know I know what I'm doing by now. So, yeah, yeah I think that's... <laughs> Being left alone is like, and just able to focus on the art, yeah. massive part. Yeah, for sure. Massive part. Are you self-managed? No, you? I've got a manager. No, yeah, 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 yeah. So you got a manager, and where, where does, did that come from? It came from uh, my manager's a lady named Fern. From So when I was getting distribution through Obese Records, they managed me for a while. Mm-hmm. Fern was running most of that, mm-hmm. and then uh, we both left Obese, and she carried on to be my manager. And, yeah, she's really pulled off a lot of big moves for me and yeah she's been a real hand to have i wouldn't yeah. have got this far without her just for the stuff that i don't deal with the behind the scenes organizing gigs and yeah, yeah. You know, they'd hear me on the phone and say he's not getting our venue <laughs> <laughs> he's not coming here <laughs> so you uh you're not too hard to get hold of we wrote a story about curse um about a year ago and then you kind of we got in touch with each other yep and um and and now you're coming through town you're a guest it's not that hard to get on to you no you, you do you find you you get people reaching out from funny parts of like music yeah. and stuff you get a nod from someone yeah man like a random nod from like canada yeah germany yeah like fans like like that it's and i'm pretty like as you said i'm pretty easy to get in touch with mm-hmm. like you sent me through a dm mm-hmm. so i suss my dms now and then and yeah. um but yeah, I'm not. I'm not like. That's why the media can't use that as an excuse. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty easy to get hold yeah. of. And then my manager's details are on my website. And yeah, yeah. You, in case you want to post. Yeah, in case you want to send eighteen letters a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but have you had any um, any other musicians in the country that you wouldn't have expected to reach out, or you kind of? Um, not really, to tell nah. you the truth, man. Yeah. They kind of leave me alone too. Yeah, yeah. Not in a negative way. They might, yeah, they just haven't reached out. But yeah, my my music, um, what I listen to is pretty broad, man. Like yeah. I listen to Pete Murray, yeah, Powderfinger, right, like yeah, a right. lot of different shit. That's a bit of Queensland rock. He doesn't yeah, mind. Yeah, just kicking back <laughs> yeah. style music, man. And yeah. then like hardcore hip hop, like a bit of everything, man. Like I like me Aussie rock, so yeah. yeah. Well, they had you on Rage this year, but other than that, mm. maybe you know. That, that's about all we'd see on on, on, yeah. on on TV. Which I was surprised about with yeah. uh, Rage, but they said they've been reaching out since 2015. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't can't knock that back. Yeah, I yeah. can't can't 
you know, run them down now. They let us on there and mm. ran the episode and let us play what music we wanted, which yeah, was, was which is cool. Of, bit of the best of Death Row. Yeah, yeah <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And Just, some Pete Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't throw no Pete in. Sorry, Pete. Next time. Or some Paul Kelly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, how many dates on a tour? And do you ever get to New Zealand? No, I'm, oh, we want to next tour, yeah. yeah. We added um, Kansas tour. Yeah. So we added, went right up. But yeah, so usually do a state a weekend. This time we had to kind of double up because I was catching up on dates. But mm-hmm. yeah, go everywhere: Tassie, Sydney, Brizzy, yeah, Cairns, Melbourne, Perth, Adelaide, pretty yeah. much everywhere, bro. So you, you haven't you haven't taken you actually haven't performed overseas before? Never. Wow. Yeah. Have you um, ever got word of them playing your stuff over there? Uh, there was a battle league over there that wanted me to go battle King of the Dot in Canada. Yeah in 2012 or something because of uh, some old charges I had at the time that stopped me from entering the country but that was about the only um, people that have reached out for performing overseas performance wise mm-hmm. heaps of producers have hit me up from over there to like make beats for me and stuff but yeah, yeah performance wise I haven't really looked into it to be honest yeah. either so homegrown that you definitely are you, your whole entire kind of um, income and, and, and support comes from australia you are yeah you are yeah, yeah fully man like fully and like from you know city spots to all the way out in the streets and shit yeah. man it's like pretty my fans are like it's so like you meet so many i meet so many different style of fan, like fans yeah. you know like a computer kid and then like yeah. a, a street kid a computer kid you know what i mean yeah. like a bit, of a, yeah. bit of a nerd maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. an like, indoor cat yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like a nerdy kid you know a kid probably having a rough run and then like mm. girls i got a big girl fan base which i think is like that's like because you you know oh yeah it's because i'm pretty, a curse oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i think that it's half the country it's the yeah. Rocky appeal. He's got that, yeah. he's release a fashion line <laughs> yeah. yeah new merch coming soon by the way but um here's my perfume yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's very broad fan base man yeah and um i noticed that at the shows and at the signings i do so that's pretty cool too bro so you can't really put down a cursor fan in one nah one, nah one people like expect not to be fans man i went to um cabramada for a feed do you know where cabramada is yeah 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 yeah. massive area for and um yeah went upstairs and people i never thought would recognize me coming yeah can we get photos can we get photos i'm like wow man it's like youtube's really massive eh? and i suppose Mm. when i think about it more people jump online now than put on tv so it's like being on tv pretty much with the amount of hits i'm getting yeah if you know what i mean so yeah, right. Well, we've got to get you um, to New Zealand, I'm sure, because, you know, yeah. it doesn't take much. What, two albums as a rock band? You, you, you've got you've got at least yeah. Auckland gigs. So. Well, yeah. well, yeah, I suppose. A couple of years ago, you could say that there was a bit of a Kiwi invasion in terms of hip-hop. You know, there was... Uh, Scribe and... Scribe and Pay Money. And, uh, Savage. All those yeah. Guys, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got to get over there, man. It's mm. definitely on the agenda. Joe, who I was telling you about, the bodyguard, he's yeah. got a few hookups over there yeah, and right. knows a few places he yeah. reckons we'll pack out. So definitely going to head over there. And yeah. I've, I've never left Australia, man, so yeah, I just right. want to get overseas. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, you've been working pretty I've, much. I've been overseas. I've been to Tassie. So. <laughs> <laughs> over the Gulf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over a sea. Yeah. Over a- Are you a passport holder? Yes, I do yeah. have one. Yeah, you, have one, you just so. haven't used it. I just yet. haven't. It's got no stamps. So yeah. <laughs> it's got stamps on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. 
No, just quickly. So yeah, you got into a bit of trouble when you were younger, yeah. um, and that kind of you know, well, in the middle of whatever you were doing at the time, kind of you didn't have the time to go through that to go to Canada. Um, to suss that all out like do you reckon and it kind of comes through in your songs that you were without this without this music thing you could have gone gotten in trouble yeah i think yeah i was probably on a on a pretty bad road to be honest man if i'm completely honest i was like getting into drugs and shit like that and pretty easy easily influenced so i think music that's why i say it in my songs like i'm not I actually mean it. Music saved my life. Changed mm. the path I was heading on. It's really saved me, bro. It's like a gift, and I think that's why I've worked so hard on it. Because mm. I know it's yeah. there. It's like a safe, not a safety net, but you know what I mean. It's there. It's like it really saved me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put so much time yep. into it. Well, mate, just before we go, there's one question that our station manager he uh, <laughs> he asked us to ask you. He said, um, he said, how'd you get the name Cursor? Um, in year three, I didn't have a tag, so it was my first yeah. tag, man. So it was graffiti? It was, like, it was graffiti, yeah. bro, yeah, yeah, yeah scribbling right. it in a desk. And then, man, that's how, that's how like, year three, what, how old are you there? It's like... Ten. Yeah, man. Yeah. So since ten or eleven. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and then I started rapping, and like I did, I was always terrible at it, but I did a bit of um, graffiti and that around, yeah. and like, people started calling me Curse, Curse, started yeah. rapping, and it just made sense. Yeah, so. right. And that happens, there's a lot of... Guys heaps today, man yeah. you'd be surprised pretty Bias much B. Yeah, yeah and like heaps man you'd yeah. be surprised how many yeah. rappers actually Came got their names from yeah. graph and that yeah mm. it's like yeah um and some of the other kind of uh taglines you've got abk what's that yep. um that stands for a few things that's been our crew since we we're like 15 man like yeah. oh actually like 13 we started that and like this is how young we were it was the aussie yeah. bong crew <laughs> <laughs> we used to think bongs were that cool yeah we're the aussie bong crew <laughs> crew and it turned to like you know all bong killers like just a whole bunch of things man yeah um yeah and those are the guys on the road with you yeah, yeah, they come yeah. on the road, those that can travel, and yeah, the others come to Sydney, like I've stayed down with my crew yep. from day one, mm-hmm. they've watched me evolve, and yeah. So good, probably man. a cursor, a Sydney gig wouldn't be the best place to start some shit. Not with me, <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> maybe catch me in Batuta or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you've got, you've got shooters out here too, don't worry, cool. mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Curse. Thanks for uh, having it's me. Been great. Yeah, it's been great hearing your story. Hopefully, the uh, the other mainstream cowards will catch on to uh, this homegrown talent we have yeah. uh, in, in Australia. He hasn't even been overseas, and he's still uh, he's doing he's doing bigger yeah. numbers than any other musician in this country. So, thank you, Cursor. Thanks. New album coming out soon. That's it. And thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it, guys. It means a lot. You know what I mean. So, thanks a lot. No worries, Curse. Well, new album coming out. Soonish. In November, maybe. Yeah, we'll just say November and I'll push it back. And I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> All right, cheers, mate. Jesus. And that was MC Cursor, ladies and gentlemen, down from Sydney's Hume Highway Corridor down there in Campbelltown. Thank you for taking time out of your relaxing holiday, Curse, to come speak to us. Coming up to the top of the hour now, we don't have enough time for the mailbag again this week. It was, uh, it was interesting. It was interesting in that one. Just before we go, Errol, don't you think that um, interesting talking to Cursor? Uh, in that he uh, he does exist. Uh, he tours the country worldwide. It's not just a Campbelltown thing that uh, that we've figured out today. And maybe maybe he'll get a few more interviews after this one uh, because we we feel like bringing him out to our town where we know he has fans. Um, he, he's kind of uh, been able to you know plead his case. Yeah, well, the switchboard has been lighting up uh, with calls from across the country. We've got Tom there in Kununurra. 
He's called in to say, Cursor, great interview, great to hear your voice. Look forward to the new release. Uh, yeah, one on the text line, uh, Kerry from uh, Ingham, I believe. She says, Cursor, you are the sickest cunt. And uh, we'd have to agree. Again, uh, thank you for joining us today, Cursor. This is the Batuta Advocate Radio Show with Clancy Overall and Errol Parker. Thank you for joining us. You be kind to each other. Uh, until next week, my name is Errol Parker, and stay out of the pokies and don't talk to the police. Right now at Honda, find your kind of value with a low finance rate offer on selected Civic hatch and sedan models. There's never been a better time to get into a Civic. So talk to your local dealer and let's help you into a Honda today. T's and C's apply. Ends August 31st. See website for details.